Well, hello and welcome to Woman to Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Denise Hinkson-Lawrence, and I'm excited that you have decided to join me on this journey towards wellness. Woman to Women has created a space where women can discuss and talk about everything concerning our advancement in this world and becoming who we ought to be in God. So I'm excited about today's topic as we continue the conversation on church hurt, spiritual abuse and church hurt. I have with me an awesome guest that I want to introduce to you today. So I just want to say welcome. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you are a regular listening audience, hey, we want to say thank you. We would not be where we are today without you. So we hope and pray that we will always bring you content that's relatable, that you can use to change your life and your direction and put on the God navigator, okay? And navigate through the word of God to become who he's called you to be. So again, my name is Denise Hinkson Lawrence, and this is Woman to Woman Podcast. And this is also year two. So I'm excited about this recording. So, well, 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 here we are. We are continuing this great conversation about church hurt. And I have with me a guest today. Her name is Kareem. Kareem, I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, who you are, what do you do right now, and then we can go right into our conversation. Thank you so much, uh, Minister Denise, for having me. First of all, let me say, it is a privilege to have this opportunity to sit with you for this conversation. So thank you very much for the invitation. Where do I start? Uh, <laughs> you said that I should introduce myself, but where do I start? Let's start with the important bit. Okay. The important thing is that I love God. Mm -hmm. I am unreservedly, unashamedly in love with the Lord, and I am completely surrendered to his plan and purpose for my life. So that's the important part. Well, okay. <laughs> that's good. For the other not so significant things, my name is Kareem, as you already mentioned, I'm from the twin island nation of Antigua and Barbuda in the Caribbean. However, I'm currently based here in Asia. I've been here for quite a few years now. Wow. <laughs> and I'll tell you the story be behind me getting to Asia in just okay. a bit. <laughs> and I am an author, twice published author. My latest book, She Wins, is now available on Amazon. I also have the amazing privilege of stewarding Hummingbird Journeys, mm. which has the mandate to create safe spaces where women heal emotionally, grow spiritually, and are equipped and emboldened to live victorious, impactful, Christ-centered lives. And so God has graced me with that privilege to steward this organization. And as a follow-on from that, I also host the Couch Conversations podcast. Woman of many hats there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, definitely. And I've listened to that podcast myself and I enjoy it. Great conversation, great dialogues. The content is rich, it's practical, and it's really life-changing. So I definitely um, can affirm to that. <laughs> Bless God. That's great. Great. Thank you for introducing yourself. That's a whole lot we got. Now, um, before I get into the subject, you might want to tell me what you're doing in Asia, girl. <laughs> What are you doing in Asia? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> there's a passage of scripture that has become one of my favorites. It tickles me every time I read it. And it's found in 1 Kings, 1 Kings 17, mm -hmm. which 
speaks about Elijah. And of course, we know all that he was dealing with with Ahab. Yes. Then we get to chapter 17. And of course, Elijah has just made a prophecy to Ahab. And you can imagine how he was going through that emotional turmoil. Okay, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Then you get to verse, verse two. Mm-hmm. And the Bible tells us that Elisha was told by the Lord, leave this place and journey eastward. Yes. And there the Lord hid him. Mm-hmm. And of course, it goes on to tell us how the Lord provided for him by sending ravens to feed him. Yes. And that was a season that Elijah needed to be hidden as, as God healed him, as God prepared him, as God positioned him for what he was to do thereafter. And I believe that my story aligns very well with Elijah's experience that is accounted for in that particular scripture. So after a series of losses and heartbreak and hurt, God sent me eastward. (laughs) He sent me eastward without a plan, without details. Mm. He lifted me out of the situation, took me eastward, first to the Middle East, then settled me in Asia for a season where he would heal me, Mm. hide me first of all, heal me, and then reposition me so that I'm able to now fulfill the plan and purpose for which he had divinely ordained even before the foundations of the earth. So that's how I got to Asia. (laughs) <laughs> wow. Wow. Listen, we could have a, we need to have a, another recording just based on that. How do you move when you hear the voice of God and how do you surrender? Because that is a journey, but I don't want to get into that right now because we will be here like for four days, five days doing that recording. We'll definitely have another platform for that as well. I'd love to invite you on to another platform to talk a little bit about that because that is powerful um, in of itself just ooh, that's just amazing when you trust God that much where I'm getting up to go where okay all right all right so anyway <laughs> so certainly excited just to have you on the platform here today um, you're beautiful in person as well as your spirit it just flows and we pray that you know our audience our listen audience will be able to grasp some kind of uh, help and thing that we will talk about today because we want to talk about something that seems to be so prevalent, unfortunately, and that is people are getting hurt in the space where they should be safe. And Mm. that space and that place has to do with the church. Okay. So we, you know, I'm a firm believer as a reverend myself, I support leadership. So I never create a space where we're going to bash leadership, but I believe that we need to recognize and admit that there are issues. There are concerns, you know, for whatever reason, because the revolving door is just constant within the church. So, you know, and there has to be something like, what is the root, right? So what is the role of the church, right? Um, as you and I have talked about before, um, what is the role of the church? What, is, what does the church embody? What is the symbol? What is the foundation of the church? And we want to jump into another aspect of it in terms of why is it that when persons, as you mentioned earlier, would leave the church because of hurt, um, how, how is that displayed? How is it displayed? What recovery is there? What restoration uh, process is there? So we're going to jump right into it today. So I'm going to let you flow and, and just share a little bit. Um, you don't have to go into detail. Anything that connects to, even from a personal perspective, that connects to this topic of church hurt and you know talk about the role of the church and then why, and then the recovery. So go ahead and share with us today. Sure. Thank you, Minister Denise. Now, it's interesting that you zeroed in on leadership 
And yes, I fully appreciate and agree with you that there are many instances where persons suffer, now use the word suffer for want of a better word, mm-hmm. at the hands of, of leadership or uh, miss, what should I say, misadministered leadership within the corporate body. However, it is worthwhile to note that hurt can also come from other individuals within the church environment. And I agree with you, it's, it's sad. It's sad to see how many persons will put their hand up and say, me too, when the discussion starts concerning being hurt in the church. Why? Because the church is supposed to be the place where there is covering, where there is safety, where there is comfort. And what makes it even more scary and so detrimental is that what we see is that when someone is hurt within the church and it's not dealt with correctly, you have that person drifting away from the body. And drifting away means that that person then becomes open prey to the enemy. That protection that the body is required, is mandated really by heaven to provide for that individual is lost. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. The second thing is that that person is derailed from purpose. Absolutely. And so this whole thing of church hurt is something that is very important and is worthwhile taking a deep look at to see what is it that we are doing wrong as the body of Christ so that this continues to be perpetuated. Now, we want to take a step back, though, Minister Denise, and look at when it is that persons come into the church. Mm-hmm. So you have two groups of persons, generally speaking. You would have those who were born into the church. Right. They grew up in the church. And so church is home. Church, again, is that place of safety. But a lot of what they relate to God with is based on their experiences within the body of Christ, within the church. Right. Then you have those individuals who were not raised in the church, but would, would have come into the church at whatever point in their lives. But the end result is the same. They're going to connect the nature of God. They're going to connect God experiences with the church, the body that is supposed to be the representation of Christ. And so when you have a situation where there is hurt, there is disappointment, mm-hmm. uh, there is heartbreak, etc., on account of things that take place in the church, it not only impacts the individual's emotions, but it impacts the individual spiritually because it becomes difficult to reconcile, okay, how do I hold fast to this nature of God that I'm trying to hold fast to when the earthly representation or the earthly institution that should represent and radiate the nature of Christ is giving me something that conflicts to that biblical representation of Christ. And that goes deep. Mm. And I know a lot of times, in our a lot of times in our, our we will hear persons say, but you know, you can't blame someone if you've left the church and, and then you backslide because everybody's relationship with Christ is personal. Yes, our relationship with Christ is personal, but that does not negate the role of the church. And when I say church, I'm not speaking of, right, right. I'm speaking of the body of Christ. Christ. Yeah, absolutely. That does not negate the role of the church in caring for 
its, its membership, in caring for the believer, in, in caring for those who have made that particular corporate fellowship their home. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when, when we look at it, when we look at, okay, what was God's heart? Mm. And what is, what is the bedrock really of our relationship within the corporate fellowship? We can go straight to the last commandment that Jesus gave to his disciples, right? And that last commandment, it's found actually in John 13. John 13, and I'm going to just look at it quickly and and read it for you. It says, I give you a new commandment that you should love one another just as I have loved you. So you too should love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples. If you love one another, if you keep on showing love among yourselves. That is the bedrock. Absolute bedrock. That is the bedrock, love. Yeah, our ability to love, our ability to show love. Jesus didn't say, by this preaching, will men know that you are my disciples. He didn't say, by the way you worship, you lead worship. Come on, it's love. Will men know that you are my disciples? Uh He didn't say, by the size of the church or the number that you add to your assembly, He said, love for one another. And the reason for that is because, let's be real here, Minister Denise, the good preaching or teaching, the charismatic leading of worship and all of that, all of that can be done out of the flesh. All of that can be done out of the gifting, Mm -hmm. the gifting, even without the anointing. Oh, yes. But to love, Mm. that can only be done through the enablement of the Holy Spirit. There's a reason why the Bible says that God himself is love. Absolutely. And, you know, so as we, 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 we dissect this whole concept of of church hurt and look at where is this coming from and where are we lacking as the body of Christ, it's necessary to go back to the bedrock of why it is we exist as corporate fellowship. It is to show love. Mm -hmm. That's the bedrock. So I've been, I've been, sorry. You're absolutely right. That is the bedrock. And I think for too long, unfortunately, we have slipped away. We've slipped away in terms of the body, right? So we're not just talking leadership. We're talking the entire body. Um, We have slipped away. And uh, you said something so uh, important there in the beginning. And I'm going to jump back to that and then ask you just to share where you can connect with this experience. If you have had any experience, you don't have to go into detail, but just to kind of touch on it a little bit. But you said something earlier as well um, with regards to, we know the bedrock and the foundation of it, it has to do with love, but there is also hurt within the body? What does that look like? Because some people will say, well, I left because of, or when I was there, I did not fit in, or, um, you know, they had a problem with sister Susie Q or sister, you know, alphabet a, or whatever it may be, or it could be, okay. The message that came from the podium was, um, of, of, of a lot of, um, stones and and blocks and rocks and whatever so each individual would say hey this is my hurt right and I know if you step on my toe I may scream right and at the end of the day it's a pain so it does not make your pain any less than mine because pain is pain hurt is hurt so um 
you know, each individual will have that. But when we have that one point or that multiple experiences as to why we left or why we have slip away or why we stay to the back and no longer want to give up our service, like you said, it will derail our purpose. Because we're hurt, it can derail our purpose. But before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about you. Can you identify with that space? The space of being hurt in the church? Yes. yes. Absolutely. So I have had experiences where the responses that would have come from persons who I would have expected to treat me as the word advises, right? those responses were contrary. And so I want to be cautious though here, Minister Denise, to touch on the fact that Persons are at different levels of maturity uh-huh. in their spiritual journey. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that we would need to be mindful of, even as we discuss this topic of church hurt. And so for someone who is a baby or who is uh, younger in the faith, their response to certain situations may be different than someone who's more mature. But coming back to my my experiences in the church, and I've had quite a few. (laughs) Uh, If I I reference one in particular, it would be going through through a very challenging point in my life. Uh And I was called by an individual from the church, an older lady in the church. And she asked to meet with me. And so at that particular time, I was still trying to save face, as you would say in the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. I still wanted to be the polite Christian girl I still wanted not to offend anyone and so although I was feeling unsettled I said okay I will meet with you and we had that meeting and she began to speak interestingly God had prepared me because I was saying you know God I don't want to offend this lady but I'm feeling very unsettled about this meeting and so God, I need you to be with me. And so God had prepared me for the meeting. And so we sat down and she began to speak. And as she began to speak, I understood the preparation that God had given because what she began to speak was evil, really. And in essence, she began to say that whatever my experience was, I was deserving of it because of the decisions I had made in my past before I became a Christian, et cetera, et cetera. But there were scriptures that the Lord had already planted in my spirit. So when she began to speak, those scriptures began bubbling up. There is now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, whom the Son of Man sets free is free indeed and you know those scriptures began to well up and I listened to her and I was able to smile through the experience and when she quieted I asked if she was finished and she said yes and I said I'll take my leave and I left and that was it so there is that whole concept of of judgment there's that concept of rejection, rejecting individuals because of the perceptions that are formed, etc. Now, had it been someone who perhaps was not in the word or was not familiar with planting or having those words planted in the spirit, that would have been devastating for that individual to sit and receive that sort of communication from someone who who you would have expected 
to know better and to do better. I mean, someone is already at a low place and you're coming with this by a spirit, but it wasn't a holy one, according mm -hmm. to the word of God. It wasn't a holy one. So, I mean, we have situations such as that. Right. And my comment as far as that is concerned would be simply that as believers, we have the responsibility, regardless of what we are feeling emotionally, we have the responsibility to go back to the bedrock of right. the corporate fellowship, which is love. It is love. Extend love. No whatevers, no what ifs, extend love. And on that basis, extend grace. Mm -hmm. You will never know the full extent of a person's story. You will never know the, the full extent of what someone is experiencing. And you don't need to know. As a believer, you don't need to know. All you need to know, love and extend grace. Right. That is all. I love how you said that. I, I say that to say, that. and I go ahead. I, I say that to say that there are sometimes it's not just one experience. Uh -huh. It's it's a domino effect. So, for example, for me, there was something else going on at the time, and then I had this situation that came from a member of the church. So, you know, each person's situation is different and there's so many different things that are at play. But how do we respond? Because you may have a situation where someone is offended by something the leadership did, but because of a caring sister, because of a discerning sister who's able to observe and able to see, okay, I observed that this happened, but let me reach out in love to this individual who may be hurting to avoid further drawing away, to avoid further, further devastation. Let me reach out in love. Let me extend grace. That could be, you know, bridging the gap. That could be the intervention that is needed to prevent that, that situation from escalating. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, we're going to switch now to the, the topic of purpose, uh, being derailed from purpose because one has experienced search hurt. Because there's also another flip side of that, which is for some, they have discovered purpose. Okay. It sounds like, what are you talking about? But for many people, they ha have been gifted with the ability um, to turn their pain into purpose. So to pivot from that painful experience and turn it into purpose, right? But then there are others who are not that get, um, able to, I wouldn't say gifted, but are not that able to take that experience and turn it into purpose, but instead they are derailed from their purpose. So they go in a place of hiding. They go in a place of, I am not going to do this again. I will not enter into another building. I have nothing to do with those people, which they were part of those people, right? And so you hear the rhetoric and the narrative, oh, all Christians are hypocrites, this, this, that, and we go on and on and on. So we're talking about two aspects. So pivoted into uh, from pain to purpose, but more importantly, I want you to address the one that when they leave, when they experience that hurt, how does it derail their purpose? So I'm smiling, Minister Denise, <clears throat> smiling broadly as you say that, because you sounded a lot like me a few years ago. A few years ago, I said to God, I want absolutely nothing to do with church people. Mm. I don't want anything at all to do with church people. We had a, God and I had a candid conversation concerning that. For a period of time, I removed myself from corporate fellowship. Okay but it was necessary for me 
as a part of my healing journey. And when I say that I removed myself from corporate fellowship, I wanna be clear, from the usual way of coming together in a corporate setting and worshiping. Right. I removed myself from that. But of course, yes, I was still in contact with mentors, etc. My spiritual mothers, that sort of thing. I was still in contact with, with them and was still being covered and, and, and being held up by them, by them, sorry. So that experience is common in terms of stepping away from the church. Now you ask about what would allow someone to be able to pivot mm -hmm. and what keeps someone in the place of stagnation right. or being derailed from purpose. Right. One has to do with the place at which an individual is spiritually. And this is going back to what we spoke about earlier, that within the body of Christ, we, we need to always be mindful that people are at different levels of maturity in their spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Okay, so someone may not be as quick to bounce back who is younger in the faith, who's still trying to find their footing in this faith thing, who's still trying to understand the nature of God, etc. And then having this thrown at them, they may not be as quick to bounce back having a support system and having a support system, you know, even as we begin to speak of what are some of the ways that we can shield ourselves from the impact of church hurt, yeah. having a support system, having a community is essential, is necessary. I know a lot of the times we want to think, okay, you can't trust anyone. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be a part of, but there has to be, even if it's one person who's gonna stand with you on this faith journey, it is absolutely necessary. Absolutely. That helps in moments of weakness. That helps when times of, of hurt and, and uncertainty come upon you, even as a believer, even when that hurt originates in the body of Christ, that person can actually stand as as a reasoning point to say okay have you considered these different perspectives etc but most importantly that person can stand with you in faith and in prayer because you will need it to go through that journey of healing and to ensure that you are not permanently separated from the purpose that you are ordained for Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can get to that space where you become numb. You can get to that space where you completely give up and that fate journey, it, it's not, it's not even in your, you know, it's not in your peripheral. It's not there. It's like, okay, let's talk about forgetting the things which are behind. You forget about that fate. You forget about that journey and that walk. Like you said, so importantly, it depends on where you are, your level of maturity. And so at the space and time and place you were in that journey and what the experience and the hurt that you experienced, the reaction is also a part of that, how you react to it. And so having a support system, but having a support system requires me to trust again, trust the same place and individuals where I was just hurt, but it's a lot. So it's that internal battle, like do I, or do I not? But I love those pointers that you make, having a support system, continuing the fate journey and to see even the bigger picture. For me, it's also, okay, how do I separate the people from God himself? Oh, God. Because Absolutely. there's a difference. There's a major Absolutely. difference. You know, there's a Absolutely. major difference. And I think a lot of people don't understand. And then sometimes it's another, the process of, okay, when we talk about recovery now and restoration and so on, for many, I know 
it's okay how do i forgive like that is a process itself forgiveness and it's <laughs> but it's such a necessary process we know it's a necessary it process i say i say this all necessary. the time so listen, I say this all the time. time. I share this all the time Ooh. on the platforms I'm on when I'm talking about forgiveness. And I say to people all the time, it's a quote that I use every Sunday on Clubhouse. And I tell them, I say, listen, forgiveness is a painful process, but it's the necessary process for you to endure the pain, to be able to be delivered and heal completely from the painful experience that you endured. That is the only way. There's no other way to do this. In order to be delivered and healed, completely healed from the original experience of the pain that you experienced, you have to go through the pain of forgiving. Because for many, it's not that easy. Because if I forgive, they're getting off. If I forgive, that means Oh, I was wrong and they were right. So we go through that battle and not understanding. No, we are forgiven because Christ told us to forgive. And also it's benefiting you because over a period of time, if you allow God to heal you, not that you're going to forget the experience, but I believe that the sting of the experience will no longer be there because you've now turned that over to God. You surrendered and you've allowed him to help you to journey through the process of learning how to forgive. It doesn't mean that your perpetrators got off the hook. It doesn't mean that those who offended you, rejected you, abandoned you, left you out there for dying, that they got off the hook. No, it means you no longer have this heavy chain around your neck because when you were holding on to those experiences you know you were just pulling yourself down each time you did not forgive and who's drowning you are it's like you're sitting there licking your you're licking your licking your whole skin away when you look you're like uh where did my flesh go you just bones right because you're licking your wounds constantly and i know licking the wounds and holding on to it it gives you that sense of power like yeah yeah they did me wrong i'm gonna i'm not gonna have anything to do with them but you have to go through that process of forgiveness so what would you say are some ways for recovery restoration and 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 in essence let's be real i'm just gonna be blunt um some churches don't provide that some churches don't provide that room of restoration. So what do I do as an individual? What other ways, what other methods, what would you say is the best way? Because obviously you have recovered. Obviously you have gone through that restoration to some degree, whether you are physically in a corporate setting again, or but I can tell just from talking to you and what you have been doing that your pain has turned to purpose, right? So you are now serving and you are now speaking to others with such great empathy because you've been there, done that. But how does someone else get through that part? Yes, yeah, so I'm now back in the corporate setting and that's a whole other story for a whole other episode of how God sent me back to church. But anyways, to the question that you asked, <laughs> you touched on something just now, Minister Denise, and I believe that it is absolutely important for the healing process, for the individual to be able to separate God mm -hmm. from people and separate God from the corporate fellowship as well. Yes. Now, I'm not saying at all, forsake the assembling of the saints. We know what Hebrew says. Right. But I'm saying coming to the understanding that God is God and that no earthly representation can accurately represent him. Mm. There will be flaws in man there will be flaws in anything that man puts together or is in control of there is no failure in god and so that separation needs to take place in the mind of the hurt individual from that place you're then able to tap into the fullness of who God is. And you come to a place of deeper intimacy 
as you uncover the different layers of this relationship that is available to you. It's from that place that you are able to even begin the forgiving process because you understand what God says. You understand, first of all, how he has extended his grace to you, even though you are not deserving. And so from that place, who else cannot receive forgiveness? That's one. But then you understand everything else that he says, that the wicked will not prosper, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that he's a God of justice, et cetera, et cetera. You, you understand all of that and you find comfort in that. And you come to the place where you say, you know what, God, if I was wrong, forgive me. If they were wrong, help me to forgive them. But I know that the end of my story will be glorious because of who you are, because of your nature. Because you have said in Romans 8.28 that you would cause all things to work together for my good, I can let this go. I can let this unfair treatment go because it's not me losing, but you will use this for your glory and you will use it for my good. So yeah. you, you, you begin to dig deep into who God is and that is essential for the healing process. Yes. Uh, the other thing, the second thing that I would want to say is take the time. And I know that that can be a very controversial uh, point to raise, but if it is that you feel the need to step away mm -hmm. from the usual corporate experience, do so. Yes. Do so not from a place of bitterness, but from a place of, listen, I'm going to take this time to intentionally work through what I'm feeling and to intentionally pursue my healing. Yes. Take the time. Yes. Take the time. Because what will happen is if the healing process is not um, completed, there will always be triggers. The Always. enemy is strategic. Mm -hmm. He will he will bring someone your way who looks similar to that sister that did X Y Z, who speaks similar to that yes. brother who did Absolutely. X Y Z. <laughs> the healing process needs to be completed. Yes, we are all individuals. Our stories are all different, and so it requires us being true with ourselves and being true with God. So we know exactly how that healing journey needs to be to work best for us, but absolutely take the time to heal. Yes. Yes. I agree because I also agree that you can share your story, but knowing when, where, and your why you're sharing is very important because if you are sharing from a bitter place, you will only cause more havoc. You'll cause this consistent hemorrhaging, you know, from oh. within that is not going to heal you and it's not going to heal the persons in which you are then also imparting this on. So it's important to really allow that process of healing to begin. And that reminds me, you know, um, I can identify with that. There was a time and place in my life where I had to step away from corporate worship. And it was years. <laughs> it wasn't just a month. It wasn't just a couple of weeks. It was years. But what the Lord reminded me, he said, I'm, I'm allowing you. When he gave me that instruction, I said, but do you understand the place in which I serve? I mean, like, oh. you're serious right now. Okay. And was the message received in a certain way? There were a lot of speculations. There were a lot of statements. I mean, this is a licensed reverend. Come on now. This is a woman who was preaching and teaching, but the Lord told me, he said, step away so I can begin your healing. And like I said, the journey was quite long. However, I, I'm so grateful to him because now 
I can empower. Now I can uplift even better than I was before because he took me through that eagle experience. So I had to go into a cave and begin to pluck my wings. And then when that whole plucking and healing began, he says, now you can soar and now you can soar higher. Right. And so I'm just so grateful for that. The experiences were painful. The experiences were difficult. The experiences were traumatic. However, the experience of healing was greater. The experience of healing was greater. And now I can then go to help others to be restored, to restore to God, to be restored to God, and then make their decision as they you know, go back into corporate worship. But that's what he said. He says, I've called you to those who have been rejected, abandoned, and abused. So that when you speak to them, you'll be speaking with a deeper level of empathy, with a connection. So that the moment you open your mouth and the moment they they are hearing my word and not yours. And so, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I thank him for that. But to be honest with you, like you said, it's after you've allowed God to do the healing. You have to know when, where, why, how. And so I just don't speak on anything like that and spew, you know, additional hurt. No, but now you speak from a better place and no longer a bitter place because you're better because the healing has begun. Oh my, I wish we had a a whole not a day to do more of this. Oh my goodness. We're getting ready close to wrap up. There's so much wealth that you could, I'm, you know, I'm going to invite you to come back on. I'm going to invite you to other platforms because this right here, just your delivery is with such grace. And I thank you so much for gracing woman to woman platform with this, um, amazing, you know, beauty about what God has inside of you, this beautiful spirit and how you are speaking with such grace. It is so, it is so needed in, 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 in the churches today. It is needed in individual. We just have, just be human, just be human, just be kind, just love. Right. And it's like, it's one of the hardest things. It's the most difficult thing for us to do, but, you know, definitely honored to have you on today. Now, usually the end of our recording, I like to speak to our audience and give what I call a call to action, right? I'm going to leave that space to you today. What would be your call to action today for our listeners? Based on a few of the things that you touch on today, so much content, wealth, 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 wealth. Um, but what would be their takeaway? What do you want them to take away from this conversation today? So I'll address two categories of listeners. And there may be an overlap, yes, but I want to distinguish these two categories. One is the call to those who are believers Mm. to remember the bedrock of who we are as believers. That is to show love. That's the bedrock of who we are as believers. First Corinthians 13, and of course, we are always quick to quote that as the love passage, but it's important for us to zero in on those first two verses and the last verse. The first two says, though I speak with the tongues of men, and of angels. I believe some said, though I speak in a heavenly language, but have not love. Though I have the gift of prophecy and I'm able to understand all mysteries, but have not love, I am nothing. In essence, in, I'm paraphrasing. That's what those first two. Yeah. And the last verse says, and now abides faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Love. That's what we're called to do. That's our representation of Christ in the earth, to show love, to extend grace. Yes. So that's, that's my call to those of us who are believers. 
And then I wanna speak to those who are hurting. And it may be that you are a believer, that you are currently in a church and you are hurting, you have had some difficult experiences. It could be that you have experienced hurt and you've stepped away from the church, you're doing your own thing, you're confused, whatever the case may be. My call to you would be, be intentional, purpose in your spirit even now, that you are going to take hold of the liberty, of the freedom that you have in Christ Jesus, and that you're going to reclaim your purpose in him. You're going to reclaim your place of victory in him, that you will not allow this situation to be that which deters you from the ordained purpose which God created you for, even before the foundations of the earth. So I would challenge you to be intentional about pursuing your healing and ensuring that you are restored to your divinely appointed place in God. Now, how that shapes out might be different for different people, but God is always there with an open arm. He's a God of love. He's a God of compassion. He's a God of mercy. And in your own way, just simply call out to him and say, you know what, Father, this is me. This is where I am at. This is what I am feeling. You said that you are touched with the feelings of my infirmities. That means even the emotional hurt that I'm experiencing, that touches your heart. So I need you. I need you to direct me. I need you to guide me. Show me how to pursue this healing journey. It's as simple as that. And then trust him to do the rest. So those would be the two um, sets of people I would speak to. And those would be the calls that I would make to those individuals. Wow. Kareem, let me tell you, all the guests that the Lord has blessed me with, they are wonderful. And you definitely were handpicked as well to be also part of these wonderful, amazing guests that I've had on this platform. Today, you brought hope. Today, you brought some sense of restoration and healing and with grace. Um, Before I ask you to share with us um, how we can reach out to you if individuals wanted to get in touch with you with the different things that you do and the different platforms. I'm going to ask you just to breathe a quick minute word of prayer for someone who's listening, who may be in such a hard space and place dealing with the hurt and dealing specifically with church hurt. And no matter how many stories they've heard and how many things they have made up in their mind, that no matter what I hear, I'm not going. I want to speak to that person today. I want you to pray for that person for a quick minute, just for God to allow God to enter in, to begin just knocking down those walls, those Jericho walls that they have placed up because of the hurt and to knock those things down so that he can begin this healing process for them. Do you mind? Absolutely, it's a pleasure. Father, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, Father, that we can trust you, that we can count on you because you are consistent, you are certain, you are the one who does not change. In your word, you said, I am the Lord, I do not change. And so, Father, it is on this promise, the promise of your certainty, the promise of your unchanging nature, that we stand. We stand with confidence, knowing that even as we call in this moment, that you are waiting, you're waiting to respond to our need. And so we stand in the gap in this moment, Father, for those who are hurting, especially those who are hurting on account of negative experiences that they would have had within the body of Christ or meted out to them by someone who should be an image bearer, someone who should be a fellow believer. Father, we come and we stand in the gap, O God, and we ask that you would 
reach out and that you would meet that person at the point of their need, even now in the name of Jesus. Father, we know, oh God, that your heart is broken for those who are hurting, Father. And so we ask you in your own special way to minister to those individuals in their individual places of need, Father. We pray, God, that you would heal, that you would restore in the name of Jesus. Father, we break the bondage of captivity that the enemy would have placed on their hearts, causing it to be hard. We, place, we break the bondage of captivity that the enemy would have placed on their minds, causing them to be turned away from any discussion concerning restoration, concerning healing, oh God. We pray that you would dig up, oh God, the, the soil of their hearts and cause them to be able to receive from you even now in the name of Jesus. Father, we speak healing. We speak life. We speak deliverance. We speak restoration in the name of Jesus to those who are listening. And even now, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would connect the persons who need to hear this podcast to this podcast. In your way, Father, you would connect them, oh God. You are the one, oh God, who has seasons and times in your hands. And so that is not difficult for you to do. We are trusting you for testimonies, Father, in the name of Jesus. Ultimately, Father, we want your will to be revealed here in the lives of those, oh God, who once knew you, of those who are desperate to know you but are restricted, oh God, because of hurt, because of pain. Father, we pray, oh God, that you would do a new thing, that you would do a complete and a healing work. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kareem. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I sound like a, a, a scratch record, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you. Um, I know that prayer was received. I know that prayer was received. I felt it here and believe God is going to do that, which you have just prayed for, for those who are struggling with that hurt, that pain. And so um, should others want to follow along with you and get in touch with you? How can we reach you? How can they reach you? Okay, so as I mentioned earlier, I steward Hummingbird Journeys. Hummingbird, like the, the bird, Hummingbird Journeys. We are available at www.hummingbirdjourneys.com. We're also available on all social media platforms at Hummingbird Journeys. As I mentioned earlier, we create safe spaces for women to heal emotionally, grow spiritually. And what that means is that if, even as we've been speaking about church hurt, if you are someone who finds yourself struggling through the healing journey, or you just want someone to pray with you, or you just want someone to stand with you in faith, or you need that support, we are here at Hummingbird Journeys. We are available to stand with you, to provide you with that support that you may need during this time. So you can connect with us. Again, our website is hummingbirdjourneys.com and we are available on all social media platforms. So you can drop us a message, Hummingbird Journeys, and we will be in contact with you. That is wonderful. So Hummingbird Journeys on the website with a www or Hummingbird Journeys on any social media platform. So that's Instagram, Facebook, and so on. Thank you so Correct. much. I, ladies, come on. You hear it. You hear it right here from uh, Minister Kareem, uh, Reverend Kareem. I, listen, Dr. Kareem, all of that, Just, all of that. Just Kareem. <laughs> You know, uh, but definitely, again, such a pleasure, such a pleasure for you to grace us I with your gracefulness and, and just, just in such grace, just the grace that you deliver on today. And I thank you so much for your time. I thank you for joining us. And I'm looking forward to having you back again. I'm sure our <laughs> listeners will tell me that they'll write to me. Trust me, they will. <laughs> 
So again, ladies here, we have brought to you again, another content that is practical that you can definitely walk away from with such power um, and uh, delivery that was delivered on today. We hope and pray that this was a blessing to you, that you, there's something that you will walk away with, something that you will take away with, um, with you that will change your life, change the trajectory of your life for better, to become better, to become whole, to become who God has called you to be, and to continue with this journey to be in your authentic self and doing what you're created on this earth to do living your purpose, living your purpose. And so no longer will you be derailed, but you will then learn now how to pivot your pain into purpose. So again, I'm your host, Denise Sinks and Lawrence. I thank you for listening to Woman to Woman podcast. Send us an email at w2wpodcastshow at gmail.com. We would certainly like to hear from you and get some feedback as to this show, this recording, this episode on today with Kareem. So thank you again, Kareem, for coming by. Thank you for stopping by. And thank you, our listeners, for listening. And God bless you on today. Thank you so much. Have a good one.